This Choircast podcast episode is brought to you by the Messy Spirituality Podcast. Hey, this is Jason Elam. Join Lola Robbins, Kyle Butler, and me for the Messy Spirituality Podcast, where we try to empower your spiritual evolution with honest conversation about how to be a better human, taking a critical look at toxic Bible stories, and look behind the headlines for growth opportunities underlying current events. Hey, it's a bisexual hairstylist who escaped a cult, a black mystic, and a recovering Southern Baptist preacher. What could possibly go wrong? Check out the Messy Spirituality Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Honoring the Journey. I'm Leslie Neese, one of your hosts, along with my friend Karen Schock, two midlife mamas of adult kids who've been through deconstruction, actually still going through it. We're going to be discussing all things faith and deconstruction. We're going to chat with guests who've had faith journeys that are beautiful, worthy of honor and exploring. And we're going to dive into different faith practices, ideas, and ways to connect with the divine without the religious baggage. Both Karen and my faith journeys are evolving, and they're filled with curiosity and a willingness to explore all things. Thank you so much for journeying with us here on Honoring the Journey. Welcome back to Honoring the Journey with Leslie Neese and Karen Schock. We are so excited today to sit down with Kirsten Parsons Hathcock, and I'll tell you a little bit about her. She is a Shark Tank winning, which is hilarious to me because we're both like reality people, Right, (laughs) self-taught carpenter and furniture designer who defied the odds and built an internationally known kids furniture company. She's also an ordinary science-minded mom who was thrown into extraordinary circumstances at the age of 36 when she suddenly started seeing and hearing spirits of deceased children, some of whom were killed by predators. So this was pretty heavy for her, I'm sure. But her intuitive awakening led to partnerships with detectives around the country and a traditional publishing deal for her memoir called Little Voices. Little did Kirsten know that at the time, the kids that were coming to her weren't just coming to her for help. They were actually coming to reveal some secrets, some pretty dark ones from her own childhood and save her from a predator in her midst. I also want to say you're you're also a very good friend of my co-host, Karen. I am. I adore her. <laughs> well, Karen, I why don't you say- introduce her from your perspective? Oh, I love this. And I feel like I am in the midst of two celebrities because we have uh, we have Shark Tank and we have Survivor all in one right now. And I'm just a little homeschool grandma. Um, but uh, yeah, Kirsten is a friend from high school. So way mm-hmm. back in the 1900s, we were cheerleading. <laughs> we were cheerleaders together. I was yeah. a big bad senior. I think when Kirsten was a freshman, Um, but she was the cutest little freshman, smart, beautiful, still had that beautiful smile that she has today, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and just just a sweetheart of a girl. And I I don't think I we had any contact or anything. Also, her dad was the Mm -hmm. football coach. Yes, when I was a cheerleader too, so that was fun. Um, So well known in our community in our small town of Mm -hmm. Defiance, but. I think when, whenever she, you won Shark Tank or yes. yeah, yeah. when you were on Shark Can Tank, I ask about I that? You, what uh-huh. was that about? What did you do on Shark Tank? 
So I built a furniture company out of our garage in Los Angeles and it's mid-century okay. modern kids furniture. So mm -hmm. I became a self-taught carpenter and furniture designer. And then um, I had left a, a career in television and in order to spend more time with our kids. So that, that was my company. I honestly didn't expect it to grow as much as it did prior to Shark Tank even because I was, it, it's a whole, it's a whole chapter in the book even. <laughs> oh, uh, but it was, yeah, it was one of those things that it seemed really crazy at the time, of course. Little did I know it was my intuition guiding me. So it was Shark Tank, I think, Karen, right? After that all came out that we sort of reconnected again. Right. We became friends on Facebook. I watched your Shark Tank journey from afar mm -hmm. and our defiance celebrity, Kirsten. <laughs> and then, and I don't know, I think I actually went back today to look through our Facebook messages mm -hmm. to see, to try to remember what year it was. And it was 2015. Yep. Well, I remember being on Facebook mm -hmm. and seeing you writing um, mm -hmm. about little voices well, no, Little Lights. Did you have some mm -hmm. kind of a... I did. Yeah. I had a nonprofit that I, when I finally came out of That's the right. closet as a medium, uh, it took, that took about three years. I had a nonprofit called the Little Light Project. And I think I saw something that. about that. Yeah. And at that time I had been in my process deconstruction, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. um, for a, a few years. And mm -hmm. I read that and I was so interested. My dad passed away in 2012 and I just was interested in like, what mm -hmm. happens after death? Like, what is this? And I'm reading about how you're talking to dead people <laughs> and <laughs> dead children. And then instead of being afraid, which I was, I, I mean, I, I was, um, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to reach out. And so somehow mm -hmm. I think I saw that you were in defiance. And when I went back and read my yeah. messages, I just messaged you. And I said, Hey, could we get lunch? I'll come to, I'll drive to defiance. Yeah. And could we, and you were open to getting Absolutely. lunch with me at Bud's hamburger shop in defiance. I remember it. <laughs> and as I, I just, I just said, talk to me. I wonder how you felt when this, you know, cause you probably saw my evangelical, self on mm -hmm. Facebook and mm -hmm. knew what you were getting into maybe like <laughs> yeah yeah I mean honestly I did but I you know and I and I have to back up and say that you know when I was that freshman getting to know you I mean I looked up to Karen so much Aww. everyone did like Karen is just a light and you could tell that from the time that you know we were in high school even so I kept that feeling about her throughout all the years I knew who Karen was I knew her family uh, yeah. so I thought well yeah I'd love to sit down and I actually really you know the, the first thing I thought was how brave of you to ask me this because so many people won't ask me those questions and they will steer away from that. And some will just point blank say, that's crazy. It's just, yeah. there's absolutely no room for any kind of learning or, or any of that. So I was really proud of you, honestly. And I was really honored that you asked me. Kirsten, so, I have to tell you something. When, um, when I was in evangelicalism, there was a woman mm -hmm. who was like, she was like a fortune teller on mm -hmm. the side of the road, you know, had her house and had a big right. sign. And, mm -hmm. you know, every time I I drive by, I would pray for her. And I remember oh, one yeah. time I was like, oh, I'm going to give her my book and then I'll teach her, you know, who Jesus is. And so I walk mm -hmm. in to meet this woman um, and she was so kind and so sweet. And yeah. she took my book and I could tell it was not the first time 
that, right. you know, cause I lived in the Bible belt, like she was right. plopped right in the middle of the Bible belt. So, but I just remember wanting to teach her so much and yeah. tell her the truth about this and that. And so it's funny because like I was, you know, doing some research on you mm-hmm. and listening to mm-hmm. a, another podcast that you had been on. Uh, and as I'm listening to it, I'm like, whoo, this is not something that I have deconstructed. <laughs> This is, yeah. this is uh, hearing about like mediums and all. I mean, the Bible, you know, was kind of scary about that stuff. So tell me, had, did you have to go? You said you came out of the closet as a medium. Was mm-hmm. it because you had to come to terms with what you yes. had been taught about it? Like, what was that like? Yes. So thank you. You know what? And you're not alone. I was in the same boat. Honestly, (laughs) Uh, I grew up in Defiance, Ohio with very grounded family. My parents were Baptist, uh, you know, grew up in the Baptist faith. So, you know, I really grew up my my entire life just sort of understanding that there was a higher power and a God, but I didn't necessarily, I wasn't going to church every week, things, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that. Sorry. So that's my religious background. In terms of coming to grips with what was happening, unlike a lot of mediums who who remember a lot about channeling when they were children, I did that, but I shut it down because it was so scary. And I was also told when I was little, well, that's not your gran- grandpa's not standing there. Grandpa's passed on. You know, he's in heaven. I'm like, nobody's oh, wow. standing right there. So there was there was a lot of it's it's hard when you're a highly, highly intuitive person. And and most of us are from the get-go, but I repressed all of that until I was 36 and it started to hit me over the head. So there were three, I think I actually came out at um two, I think two years after I started seeing spirit and hearing spirit full on. Uh, And it took me two years to even come out publicly and talk about it because I also was trying to reconcile, is this from the devil? Is this like, what is this? Um, I remember a friend of mine taught me how to use tarot cards in my husband's first reaction years prior when we went to a party and someone had tarot cards out was, oh my gosh, put that away, put that away. You know, that's from the devil. And his grandfather was a Baptist minister in the South, right? Mm -hmm. So like, reconciling all of it and kind of understanding, oh, wait, is this, first of all, is this real? Am I losing it? Second of all, what is this? It took a while. It took a long time. Yeah. To, for me to kind of wrap my head around it. And it was only validation that actually helped me understand, at least in the very beginning that I was, I I didn't need to be in a mental institution (laughs) Uh, that, you know, there was purpose in this and it was part of my spiritual growth. Right. Your journey. I mean, this is your journey. And like, okay, so what did it look like to be validated? What was the first time that happened? Sure. Well, I have a a great story about another family from Defiance, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, And did you go to, were you in the same class as John Pinnell? And uh, I think you might have been a year younger than me. Younger. That's what I thought. Yeah. Just a a little bit younger, but totally knew them. Right. Yeah. I mean, I knew... uh, I knew them. I had heard that their son had passed away. I'd seen that Mm -hmm. on Facebook too. So, and to see you, Kirsten, come out with this kind of stuff. I mean, again, (laughs) Kirsten was not the person, like we did not vote you most likely to become a medium. No, no, I did not vote myself that as well. I mean, I... I'm so scientifically minded. Everything for me has been rooted in empirical research. Like that is how I grew up. So Mm -hmm. this was, um, while I understood that there was a higher power, this was something that was completely 
strange to me. When it first started happening, um, I was in the garage a lot building furniture and little, you know, little did I know that that was actually kind of a meditative time for me. I didn't realize that while I was busy doing something with my hands, I was actually kind of receiving information. And, um, and I didn't know that that was a thing, but if you think about it in our own lives, when you drive mm -hmm. a car, when you take a shower, are those the times when you have some of your best ideas? Or putting a puzzle together always works exactly. for me. Yes. yes. Right. So you're, you're kind of giving your conscious brain something to do. So your body has something to do. So it opens up your channel. And wow. I didn't realize that's what was happening. But all of a sudden I started hearing mom and I would think, oh, okay, I'll go in, you know, I'll go in, see what they need. And then I would remember they're actually um, at school. So that's not my child who's saying mom. Then I would smell smoke, cigarette smoke. And, you know, connected it immediately with my grandfather, I would think, well, that smells just like my grand, like the same kind of cigarette, my grandfather, but not didn't know enough. Then it moved to nails moving across the workbench on their own. And me wondering how, you know, I'm watching it happen and thinking, okay, do we have an earthquake? Again, science minded Kirsten right. goes right to everything that we can actually empirically look at. And, um, and so those were the things that were kind of hitting me over the head. I would see a child walk across and mostly children. I, I channel mostly children, but I do channel kind of all ages of spirit. But that's how it started for me. And I would see them walk across the kitchen and out of the corner of my eye. And I would and I mean, full on see, oh, that kid has like white shorts and a white shirt. So I started. Well, first of all, I kept it really quiet. I told my husband and you know, I, that was kind of scary to tell him. Yeah. And he ended up saying, like, at first I thought, well, this is just the polyurethane I've been breathing, you know, for years in the garage. Uh, and he, <laughs> and I kind of joked that with him. And then one night we were laying in bed and I had, I had actually had a message from a, a young woman who was standing in the corner of our room. And I had spoken to her prior that day, you know, prior or earlier in that day. And he looks over and then says, Hey, do you see that girl standing in the corner? She's got long, dark hair. And I said, Oh my God, thank you. Thank you. Like I, that was more a validation that I, I wasn't the only one who was know, seeing this. Wow. So, yeah. So between the validation, like my, our oldest daughter who is transgender, actually, um, when she was younger, highly, highly intuitive, highly gifted, just off the charts, um, human being, I feel <laughs> she's mm -hmm. teaching her a lot. <laughs> she would also see the same spirit. And the only re the only way that I would know that is that I would, we would be watching television and I would see someone walk across the room and her head would move too. So we would both be, and maybe Grayson and Scott wouldn't, but I would notice that Natalie was, was also seeing. So wow. those were the first bits Cut to, I'm reading Facebook one day, and this is where the Defiance Ohio story comes in. Mm -hmm. And I am just in between building toy boxes. And there is a post from John Pinnell and Denise Pinnell um, talking about their son who had passed away at 13. I didn't, I remembered them. You know, I, I was friends with them, obviously, but I didn't really know them. I didn't know they had a son that passed away. The minute I saw the Facebook post, I felt this like pressure on my side. And I heard, hey, and I thought, okay, 
all right, I know I'm getting used to this and I know I'm trying to wrap my head around this, but is this real? And I still wasn't believing that it was necessarily real, but I just thought, I kind of quietly said, okay, well, uh, now I'm starting to see you. Now I'm starting to hear you. And I could see kind of a, an image of him in my mind's eye. And I felt the pressure of him on the side. And he said, would you please share messages with my parents? This is real. And I said, wow. Okay. I might is really <laughs> honestly what I, that's how it came out. <laughs> yeah. How were you I, not terrified? Like I would be like, I don't, I would say, okay, I'm hearing things. I would not believe it. It was so, you know, it, it was so hard. And I will tell you, you know, all the, all the smaller stuff that was leading up was giving me more confidence. So, you know, my own family seeing spirits, talking to other, I finally started reaching out to other mediums and, you know, psychics and saying, hey, I'm not the least bit woo woo. This is not in my wheelhouse, but I am trying to figure this out. Um, and so I was gaining and they were saying, oh, Kirsten, this is part of your journey. You were here to help, you know, millions of people. I thought, what are you talking about? I make kids high, high priced kids furniture in my garage. Um, I don't think I'm this person. So anyhow, that was kind of how that, you know, okay, leading up to that part was. I yeah. have a question, Kirsten. And yeah. I, have, I don't know that I've asked you this. Maybe I have, but okay. like we were talking um, about being raised evangelical mm -hmm. and right. being afraid, like being like looking at. So even when I went through my anxiety journey, I mm -hmm. was told like they had me go through a booklet mm -hmm. um, and pray through any scary movie, anything I'd ever seen about oh, a ghost, yeah. anytime I'd ever um, played with Ouija the board. board, right? anything I'd ever done, I had to like pray to God and ask him to forgive me for that. Wow. So that if there was any, because I had quote unquote opened up portals oh. for, you know, watching Freddie, watching Jason, watching right. any ghost movies, the movie ghost, right? And right. opened up portals for Satan to come in. And that's why oh. I'm being tormented right. with my anxiety. So I wouldn't mm -hmm. at, at any point in my journey, I wouldn't even be at all like open to that. Like, do you feel mm -hmm. like you were open to it? I think, you know what? It, it's interesting. I think on a soul level, I was because I okay. knew. It's very deep soul level knowing. Also, mm. I was really lucky. My parents did not, like, we didn't really go to church much. They were raised Baptist, but my dad was a football coach. We tried to yeah. keep Sundays as family days. They didn't really necessarily believe in the hypocrisy that they saw in, in the churches that they went to. So uh, while they imparted this, there's a bigger, there's something bigger than us, you know, as humans. I didn't, there was no indoctrination for me to necessarily fear it the way that I would have if I had grown up in church and was told, you know, you have to pray this away. This is really, you know, this is the devil. I had kind of a surface level knowledge. I didn't yeah. like what I saw in the woo-woo world. Like I, you know, I, I'm still a bit repelled. Um, while I believe everyone is very valid in what they do, uh, I'm also kind of repelled a little bit by like, I guess the stereotype of a medium. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons I came out and talked about this because I am 
you know, from a mom from Ohio who, <laughs> who <laughs> fell into this. And, uh, you know, it ended up actually being really helpful for me and for mm -hmm. the cops uh, in my life. And then for like families like John and, and Denise. Okay, keep wow. going with the John okay. and Denise. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, so I ended up um, writing everything down. I basically said, okay, if this is real, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write down what you're saying. And then I'm going to sit on it is basically what happened because I was terrified. I didn't want a, to reach out to them. They barely knew me. They knew of my family. Right. And probably kind of remembered me from high school. I don't want to hurt them. That's the main thing. I don't also want to bring any kind of shame to my parents. My dad was very well respected. So was my mom. Um, they were both, you know, teachers and just really, they're awesome people. Yeah. So, and I didn't want to be known as the crazy woman. Like it's so much easier to be known as a woman on Shark Tank who built a furniture company. You know? <laughs> yes, I please. Did, you know, right? So that's my ego stepping in there. I didn't want that. But I decided I'm going to sit on it. One day I'm out in the garage. It's like two or three days later. And I'm building umpteenth toy box. And I just had this overwhelming peace. It was this knowing. And then I heard it's time. Mm. And I went... Oh God, that's him. He's telling me it's okay. It's going to be okay. So I got on face. I went inside, got on Facebook. I decided smartly to reach out to Denise first, who was already unbeknownst to me, very open to signs. Of course, she's looking for signs of her, you know, 13 year old yeah. who passed on John, not so much. Um, but I reached out to Denise and I just said, I don't know if you remember me or not. I am, I, you know, please, please, please know that I don't, I'm not reaching out to try and, you know, do any, like, there's nothing in this for me, basically. I don't right. want to hurt you. I just feel, um, I've kind of come to realize that I have this, this heightened gift to be able to communicate with those on the other side. And these are the things that your son wants you to know. And so she immediately wanted to talk on the phone, which was wonderful. I, I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't remember a lot of what I shared because as a medium, you're sort of the conduit. It's like being a telephone line and mm -hmm. it's not from me. So there's a lot I don't remember. I do remember there were a lot of validation points. So in mediumship, people will call themselves evidential mediums, uh, meaning like in my case, I can find locations um, of remains, things like that. Right. So there's evidential stuff. So that was what was happening. Denise tells John and John was like, mm, who's this lady? Like what she want? And he's very open about that, which is awesome because we become really good friends. Um, where he's doing a book club at his work. He works at the <laughs> hospital and I'm, I'm joining next week. Yeah. Or next oh, month. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> So I was able to share a bunch of messages. I went home to Defiance. I met with them. I sat around the table. I actually passed messages from Nate, their son, to their youngest son. And um, and all of that stuff came to fruition in what he was wanting him to know. And again, I can't, I, I won't share that personal story, but I will tell you that I received a message from him. This is, that was back in 2011, I think. And he's now grown. He has a baby of his own and a wife. And he said, I can't thank you enough um, for wow. what you did. And it shaped, I know it shaped his life. It shaped their lives in a way that, you know, it, it wouldn't have. And it was not me. I just happened to be, you know, think, okay, if this is going to be helpful, 
I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to do it. This was all Nate. Nate made that happen. And um, to this day, I still, I channel quite a bit for them. So when, when they need messages, you know, when he knows they need messages, he will pass them to me. And then I call them and tell them. That is fascinating. Yeah, I'm just sitting nice. here with my mouth like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we, we need to take a, a, a quick break, but we will be okay. right back. We'd love to hear more about your journey, Kirsten. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Well, we are back with Kirsten, and I was so excited. Oh, my goodness. This has just been such a eye-opening thing for me. This has never been anything that I've ever studied, been interested in, you know, nothing. So when Karen told me about you and what you did, I was like, well, that's a journey. Let's honor it. Let's see what's (laughs) up. And um, so it's just been really interesting for me because I've never, I mean, I've always been when I was in the kind of fundamentalism of religion, Mm -hmm. I think it scared me enough that I just never wanted anything to do with it. Because like Karen said, it'll open a door, it'll make, you know, all this stuff. So um, right. that's probably why I just always stayed away from it. I wouldn't even let my kids go to the Renaissance Festival, Kirsten. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, well, I could see I why with, yeah, yeah, with the beliefs that you held. Totally. Yeah, if you I were afraid. Understand. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so tell me, you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. about when you were a kid, you sort of, you had some experiences that you just stuffed down. I'm, I'm curious. Yes. Do you think that more people than actually are out there saying that they can do this may have these tendencies, but like they just don't believe it or they've stuffed yes. it? Yes. Really? And, and honestly, the amount of, like, since Little Voices has been out worldwide, the amount of emails I get and messaging I get are people who would say, I never believed in life after death until I, until I read your book. However... When I think back, when I was seven, this happened or this happened. Mm. And what I have found, you know, um, children, until we're the age where we are indoctrinated, right, in in school Mm -hmm. age, where we're taught, you believe in what you see in front of you, aside from the Bible and God, right? Like you're taught, you believe in this because this happened and this is what you see. Um, When you don't have that, you know, up until like around the age of six, I have found, because I work with a lot of highly intuitive children just on a volunteer basis, that is the age where Mm -hmm. they are so receptive to what, you know, is happening. And if you think of it like, um, you know, we're kind of just, we're living in a world of um, a lot of different dimensions uh, from an energy level. And Mm -hmm. so it is, quantum physics is really what we're talking about. Um, These, you know, these kids basically end up channeling a lot of information. It's around the age of seven that they would, they typically will stop um, if they are being told this isn't real. And uh, the kids who are dialed up a little bit higher, because I kind of think of it like a frequency, right? So I'm dialed up a little higher, apparently, and always have been. And it's like Michael Jordan being a good basketball player, right? Some of us are just (laughs) tuned a little bit higher. Uh, But everybody has this ability. Everyone Mm -hmm. has this ability. Depends on if you believe in it, if you want to put time towards it. Um, If, you know, it it really is, it's, it's a whole spectrum of abilities, but everyone has it. It's crazy. Kevin, the other night said to me, I don't even know what we were talking about. I think we're talking about the Detroit Mm -hmm. lions, by the way, Mm -hmm. they won last night. (laughs) 
So uh, we were talking about them, I think. And I think I said, somehow he said, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. But he didn't say it that way. He said, I'll see it when I believe it. Right. And right. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you mean to say <laughs> I'll see it when I believe it? Or did you mean, you know, and I just think some of this, even mm-hmm. with, I remember I had a, I have a friend who, when we were walking really in with the Christian, you know, mm-hmm. like looking, we were looking for signs from God, you right. know, from the Holy Spirit, like, right you know, oh, is he, is the Holy Spirit speaking to me or not? Mm-hmm. Like, and we were looking for it. And when we were right. looking for it and being in tune to it, I feel like we could see spirit, mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. that looks. And I think the same thing has happened as I've become friends with you and learned yeah. more about your journey and read your book. Mm-hmm. And you and I have spoken. And after I had a really good friend pass away mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, we spoke and mm-hmm. we even had a message from him to me and our friend group. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then when you start looking for it, it's a, you start seeing like, Oh wait, there are things happening. Like, yes, that the synchronicities, right. Too. I mean, I think that was the biggest piece coming into this and actually believing it, even though I was so scientifically minded, it gave me a different outlook on life and it led me to a much brighter place, to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I am looking, you know, I am connecting the dots like, oh my gosh, that, I mean, I can't, I can't even tell you how many times a week I'm, I'm still in awe of how all this works, but I just go, I can't believe that all fit together the way that did. That's incredible. Or I can't believe that this showed up. And like in Nate's case, Nate leaves um, dimes um, for his family. They just manifest in the house. Um, There are so many things that spirit can do, especially with electronics. If you get a phone call and it's someone who is, you know, passed on, but you see their phone is, you know, they're calling you, you pick it up, nobody's there. That's a spirit connection. They're just, they're still here. They're just not in their human form. They're in their soul form. Well, and, and the beauty of it, Kirsten, too, was the day that we sat down at Bud's, mm-hmm. which, by the way, my friend that passed away, his grandpa owns Bud's. So, oh, my gosh. I have chills from head to toe. That's a sign, yeah. by the way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like his, his, yeah, wow. he grew up. He would, Aaron would bring me when he was in high school. So, and I was a youth leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would bring me peanut butter pie from Bud's every Tuesday um, because that was my favorite. So he'd go over to, because that was his whole family owned Bud's. And wow. so the fact that you and I had lunch there, I when I went back and read the message, it was your idea. Like, let's do yeah. Bud's. So, um, anyway, sitting there with you that day and Mm -hmm. my faith was already beginning or at that time was crumbling Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what I believed and if I believed in Jesus and if I believed in God. And I remember asking you point blank, do you believe in Jesus? Mm -hmm. Like, what can you, and you were like, yes, yeah, you, 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 you little sinner <laughs> crazy Kirsten is right the the fundamental oh, yeah. evangelical Christian Christian uh-huh. into Jesus into the person mm-hmm. of Jesus yeah 
Yeah. Well, you know, well, it's what do you believe about Jesus? I'm just curious. Yeah, no, I was just going to tell you that. So what I have come to learn over the last, I started, I've been channeling since 2010, I guess. So it's been a while. Um, I do believe Jesus is absolutely a leader, right? Mm-hmm. In our world and from an energetic level, still all of that. I also believe that Gandhi, I also, I feel like there are what we would call ascended masters, you know, who are on a higher level, who mainly, you know, if we look at, if we look at the Bible, there are a lot of great principles in the Bible, right? There's a lot of stuff that's also mm-hmm. in the Bible that was constructed by humans with egos, you know, correct? Mm-hmm. Right. There, there's yeah. a lot there, but ultimately, the way that I look at it is we have some of these people who are these incredible lights like Jesus, right? Who came into the world to help us learn to love ourselves and to love others. That's it. That's what life is about. I mean, you know, I, the way that I explain it to folks is this is earth school and we <laughs> come into earth school and we're learning lessons and we're growing and we're changing and you know, there's a lot of shifting that's happening right now from what from what I re- am reading and am seeing. There's a lot of patriarchy. Uh, they're, they're holding on, right, real tightly, trying to hold on to that last little bit um, mm-hmm. of control. However, it's love and compassion. You know, we're, we're doing this. We're doing this on MLK Day, and didn't he talk about hatred? Right, hatred mm-hmm. uh, is not something that can defeat light. Mm, Yeah. So, you know, in my, in my view, I have, uh, you know, I've worked on some really tough cases. I have channeled uh, children who have been killed uh, multiple Mm -hmm. times um, in gunshots and and things like that, unfortunately, and in school shootings. And I have seen who I believe was Jesus Mm -hmm. walk in. And, and it made so much sense to me. I started crying because the, the love that I felt was so overwhelming, but of course he was there. This is little children, you know? And what I've also noticed is that some of the kids that I have, that I still talk to who are my guides, who are the ones who are picking me up and actually helping me out of some really hard stuff. They were the ones who are also coming around to help those children understand as they cross into the light. You know, they're holding their hands. Um, We're surrounded. We're constantly surrounded by light and love, whether, um, you know, whether it is Jesus that you believe in, whether it is, you know, a multitude of different folks. The whole point is that what we're doing is we're sharing love and light. Mm -hmm. And that's what they wanted us to do to begin with is just love one another, you know, and love ourselves enough to allow for all of these different viewpoints. I also think that, you know, sometimes people come into lifetimes and they feel like, you know, I might need a little structure. And the church is a great place for that structure. And I feel really comfortable in that. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel safe. And that's great. I feel like that's wonderful. Where it goes off the rails, right, is where there's shame. Mm -hmm. There's you know, keeping people down. Um, there's all this toxic masculinity, there's toxic abuse, there's cult-like tactics. All of that is where it goes wrong. Right. But the lead, you know, the, the people throughout time, like Jesus, who came in and, you know, opened their arms to 
people of all ages and races and demographics, those are the people that really know what life is about. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. No, no, no. Here's this is what it feels like right now. Like Karen and I were talking with our guests last week about how Mm -hmm. life is this journey. Like we're, we're climbing up a mountain and, you know, when I was in evangelicalism, it was all about getting to heaven, which is like the top of the mountain. Like we're focused on that. Who cares about anything else? Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like what you've done in this, in this episode has, you've taken me by the hand and you've said, come see my journey. And you've taken me down a path that I would have never gone down before because I was afraid. And you've shown me the beauty and the loveliness of that path. And now I get to go back on my path. You didn't push me off my path. You know what I mean? Like, I think we were always afraid. Oh, if I go down Mm -hmm. that path, I'll get pushed off the path. No, no, no. no. I went and explored. I'm going to take pieces of what you've showed me and yes. told me, and I'm going to put that in my heart. I'm going to carry that with me as I continue my journey. And I love, it. I just think that's beautiful. I love it. I think it's really cool. And I think I'm so excited to be listening to something like this without fear. Oh um, my gosh. That means, I mean? I mean, that means so much to me. Thank well, you I mean, for, yeah, it just, I, that's yeah. what I, I just want that's people to take, to you know, to listen to these, this journey and take what, feels right to them. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, and that's what I do. Even in the woo-woo world, there's all these rules or people telling you, if you need to meditate two hours a day, you need, that's not how it works for me. And so I don't subscribe to that. I just say, yeah. okay, well, I'm going to do whatever feels right to me. And mm. I'm still going to be able to help in the ways that I know I can help without, yeah. you know, feeling like I'm put in a box and I don't want anybody to feel that way. No. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's really cool that you also partner with law enforcement and you yeah. mm-hmm. help with those kind of things. Like, that's not something that I could ever, you know what I mean? Like we need to have people that can do that because sometimes there just aren't answers in this realm, you know? It's so true. It's so true. And, you know, I've been really lucky and also, well, I say lucky, but I was guided honestly mm-hmm. to the right detectives um, and one such detective is Detective Mark Pucci, who was retired NYPD. And the only reason we connected was because I had come out recently. Yeah, this was back in 2013 and said, I'm, you know, hey, in addition to being a CEO of a furniture company, I'm also this medium. <laughs> and please don't throw daggers. You know, it was like that. Yeah, that was the yeah. blog post. But because of that, a friend of mine who uh, her best friend's husband was missing she reached out to me and said, hey, there's a cop who's who, a retired detective who um, has agreed to take on this case pro bono, and he believes in psychic information, and would you be willing? And so that's how we met. And we're like brother and sister at this point. Um, we founded a nonprofit together. The case that we were working on involves, uh, involved organized crime mm-hmm. in New York City. And Uh, I was able to give him information that saved his life that day when he went to the location where I was saying the remains were. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's insane, you know? And so that is where, you know, like this is not coming from a place of evil (laughs) or fear. fear. I was literally just like, okay, tell me whatever I can to help protect him. You know, let let me know. And so they, they gave me the information. I passed it on and he basically evaded being murdered that day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. 
and terrifying all at once. But how it isn't it, but in such a um whew, thank God it really wasn't kind of way. Yes. <laughs> you and know, you know, I do want to say there are, you know, they're like any profession, right? You've got you've got the good eggs out there and you've got the folks who aren't doing great stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they are using it, it's all ego. It'd be like anybody you know, any profession. So that does exist. And unfortunately that gives mediumship a bad name. I also fully believe like I don't charge for my services. However, um, that exchange, you know, is happening with my book. It's happening with a a book to TV or TV film project that's happening. So, you know, I look at it differently and I am grateful that, you know, the way that I am working to help serve is in this way. I don't think that people who charge are um, doing the wrong thing either. It would be like going to a counselor, you know, a therapist. Um, If you go to an intuitive counselor or to a medium, they should be paid for their time, you know? Right. But again, the spectrum is really wide. You have people that are really just doing it for their own egos as well and kind of giving us a bad name. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know what? That's in everything. Think about it. There, there are good churches out there and then there are churches that aren't so good. There are good people. And then there are people not Mm -hmm. so good. You know, I think unfortunately what happens is that the, the bad ones tend to get the most press because that sells. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm actually glad we found a good one here today. Well, (laughs) I appreciate doing good with the gift and, (laughs) and is legit. And, you know, I, I, I love how you say it's all about intuition because mm-hmm. I think as women, especially, um, you know, growing up in the church, I was very mm-hmm. much told to be quiet all the time. And I'm learning to understand and, and know what my voice is again. And oh, um, so hearing how important intuition is in your journey mm-hmm. is encouraging me to really pay more attention to that in my own. That's great. We were, we were also taught not to mm-hmm. trust ourselves. Yes. So, uh, it's very hard. I went to my therapist. I paid my therapist Mm -hmm. this morning, (laughs) thankfully. And we were talking about with my hypochondria and that kind of thing, my, Mm -hmm. my health anxiety, how to know which doctors to go to. Uh And when, you know, you go to a doctor and this doctor says, you need to take all, you need to do all these tests. Like, do you really need to do all these tests? You know, (laughs) and my, my counselor has almost the same, I don't know what it is about you, Kirsten, but there's Mm -hmm. this peace and and light and like a calming. Gentle. Um, Yeah. And my counselor has that same thing. And, And she's just looking at me going, but do you really need to get that blood work done? Like maybe you don't. And maybe, and then, and she said to me, you know, it is a business that, that the medical community runs, you get that right. Like, so when they want you to do all these tests, you have to, you have to know inside of yourself if you should be. And I just, I looked at her and I went, I don't know inside myself. I don't trust myself to know, like Mm. I'm going to, because we were taught not to lean on our own understanding, Right. We were taught to lean on the understanding of whoever was above us, mm-hmm. you know, in the churches that we were involved in. Right. It's very hard for me to find it in myself to trust mm-hmm. myself. And 
I, I thank you for sharing, first of all, that because I and I understand that very deeply as a childhood sexual abuse survivor, because right. when you trust someone as a child and then they harm you, like then you don't have any kind of. So I, I didn't have what you dealt with in the church, but I had um, this innate. Well, how do I trust anything? Because I trusted yeah. him. And then look what happened to me. Sure. So I had to relearn that. And the more, what I found with intuition is it's a muscle. The more you mm -hmm. use it, the stronger it gets. And I can give you a couple tips too that have helped me along the way that maybe will help some of the listeners. But um, there are a couple things that, like if I have a big decision that I have to make and I want to know the answer, like, should I give this blood work? I will, I just do this little thing where I take three deep breaths. I close my eyes. I get to this place of just feeling kind of grounded, right? So I'm just, and then I ask with my eyes closed, should I have this blood work done? Whatever that first answer is, is going to be the answer. That's mm -hmm. it. That's how simple it is. Because you that's know intuition. your higher, yeah. that's your intuition. Your higher self knows what is best for you. And mm -hmm. so does your team around you, all like your parents, your grandparents, those that are mm -hmm. loved ones in spirit, they are helping to guide us. They're the ones who are showing us the little signs along the way. If your body feels really tense, like if you think about that, do I want to have that blood work done? And you're like, oh, and you feel really um, like your stomach yep. feels kind of anxious and your body itself feels tense, then that's a sign that you shouldn't. So, you know, I think paying attention, the biggest piece for me that I learned is I had to pay attention to my body um, mm -hmm. and how, like, if I got chills, that was one thing. Um, mm -hmm. If I had, when I was first kind of discovering that I was a childhood sexual abuse survivor, I would have like a buzzing sensation on my right hip. When I finally was able to heal little Kirsten, that completely went away. So there are physical things that you can pay attention to. The last thing I wanted to mention, and this is probably, you know, this is one of those things like tarot cards that makes people go, ah, but just be open to it. There is something called a pendulum. And if I had one on me, I'd show you right now, but I don't. But you can take a, you can take a necklace even, right? And do you remember back in the day when you would have, I'll show this for y'all, um, when you would have like, they called it dowsing, or you would figure out if you're having a boy or a girl, have you yes. ever heard of like, yep. okay. And it would go okay. forward and back or around and yeah. around or something. Yeah. yeah. So I will show you right here. And I know the listeners can't see it, but what I'm doing is I took off a necklace I had that has a, it just has a crystal on the end of it. That's pretty, but I like, <laughs> that's, that's all the science there is to that. I just like the color. Very pretty. Um, but what I had learned is if I hold it over my hand, right? Mm. If I'm asking a question, it will go clockwise for yes. And then let's say, I'm going to just do this. Um, I have, my kids' names are Grace and um, Natalie. Do I have a son named Bob? It's going, it's going the other Counterclockwise. Wow. Counterclockwise. So we could say, is it in Karen's highest good? Meaning, is it the best thing for you to get that blood work done? It's saying no. Mm -hmm. You can do for yourself. What you're doing is you're just tapping into your own intuition in a more of a visual way because we're energy. That's what we are. Right. Like we are, we are souls living in these human bodies and that's what that is. And for some reason, this works. I use the pendulum to find locations and cases. I use it personally when I'm having, you know, a hard time. Yeah. Trying or something out. So 
if you look up, you could do, you know, like I said, you can just use a necklace, you can look up pendulum and you can buy one on Amazon if you want, but it's just a way of figuring out, you know, what's my yes and what's my no, and it will help a lot. Interesting. Yeah. I never right? heard of that. Well, yeah. I guess I had heard of that. I just didn't know that's what it was. The boy girl thing, what, yeah. whether it was a boy or a girl, I, cause uh -huh. we, everybody did that when they were pregnant. Right. I never exactly. realized it was a thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild. There's a lot of different tools that we can use that just show us what we already know intuitively. And that's what tarot is too. It just shows you visually what you already know. Wow. Yeah. So it just yeah. confirms. One of the coolest things when my mom and dad both passed away, I remember learning and I'm not sure where I learned it. Mm -hmm. I feel like it might've been Rob Bell, but just talking about when, when a person dies, like mm -hmm. there, there's energy. Yeah. We have energy, right? We're, mm -hmm. Where does that go? And I, and I did see when my dad passed away, like I was glad that the hospice person had me come back in and mm -hmm. then I helped them like clean his body mm -hmm. before they, before the funeral home came. And then I did it with my mom too. Aww. But I was glad, I was so glad that I got to actually like help turn his body over and I could feel mm -hmm. like there is nothing there. <laughs> like this he is gone. Whatever was inside of him, like his body is there, but there was, it was cold. It was clam, whatever you want to say, clammy. Mm -hmm. There was no life there like wow. that. But where did that energy go? That's you know, what yeah. it had to have gone somewhere. And I can't help, but I was there with my mom. And there are so many times when I'm like, I think some of that energy and uh, call me woo woo, but I think it jumped into me <laughs> because I do so many things now like her that I didn't do before <laughs> she was gone. Well, that's her little nudging influence, by the way. So she, so you are still, you know, separate from her. However, yeah. um, you, my grandparents are my guides too. My grandmother is the one who was like, you know, telling me, okay, you got to pick yourself up. You got this. This is real. Yeah. Um they, they are around us. And that's what, that's why when I was talking about just, we're, we're really kind of operating on a quantum physics level of different dimensions. They're just mm -hmm. in a slightly different dimension is all. Um, and we can still have access to them and they can still see us and they can, you know, they can come back and forth. Many of them have jobs, you know, quote unquote, on the other side uh, or heaven, however you want to term it. That's how I, I refer to it. Uh, but they, you know, they're, they're here to help us move through our lives. And in some cases, they are able to help even more than they were in life. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. Well, and we, it's encouraging we too. Often, we have often mm -hmm. said like the Bible, there's a verse in the Bible that says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, mm -hmm. let us throw off everything that hinders. And we're we read that and think, oh, there's this whole group of the old um, saints and mm -hmm. or Paul and Peter, and they're all up there and they're cheering us on, mm -hmm. you know, and, but why can't it be them? Why, why couldn't it be my mom and dad? It why for so long I was like, oh mm -hmm. no, they're not, you know, they're with Jesus and they're not here and there's no uh -huh. way they could be here. So just, but when I think about the fact that if I'm open to it, I can almost hear their voices. Yeah. Yeah. And 
Exactly. And you know, when you're sleeping, like when you're waking up that yes. time period, right before as you're going to sleep and then right before you're waking up, it's, it's a brain brainwave level thing, basically it's synchronicity. So they operate their energy is at such a high level and mm -hmm. our energy is lower when we're asleep, when we're in that alpha state, instead of beta, we're in beta right now, we're talking, we're moving around. We're in alpha state when we're kind of coming out of that sleep. That is the state where our energy is elevated. And then mm -hmm. they can come and meet us there. So that's why, you know, if you have a dream about a loved one on the other side that felt so real and you could feel them hug you and you just knew that was them coming in and talking with you, you know, and it might not mm -hmm. make so it might not make a ton of sense. Sometimes that's where our subconscious comes in, but it's, um, you know, it's definitely a connection. Wow. Yeah. It's trippy. I know. <laughs> I want to know what you're thinking, Leslie. Um, I, I'm thinking I, I love Kirsten. I love hearing Aww. her journey. I don't understand a lot of it, mm -hmm. but I also like my heart for people who may be listening, who are afraid or who maybe even turned the podcast off because they didn't right. want to have a, right. a, they've missed such a beautiful perspective and a, and a beautiful journey that we can all learn from. I think that I'm right now in this moment, beginning to realize how big what mm -hmm. we're doing is because yes. what we're trying to do is introduce people so that they aren't afraid. Like, don't be afraid of people mm -hmm. just because they believe things different or they do things different. I think I am like sitting here reveling in that right now. Like, wow, mm -hmm. this is big. This is, this is a big deal. And I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of it. And I love that I've met you. And I, Aww. and I like that I'm going to, going to expand that whole part of myself, you know? Well, I thank you so much, both of you for what you're doing. I do want to say that, you know, I receive messages weekly from all over the world. And many of them are folks who are, you know, deconstructionists and they are having a hard time, you know, really coming to grips with, was this abuse? What did I endure? Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, it's such, it's amazing what you're doing and it's very brave. So thank you because you are opening these doors. And I think that, you know, the more that we can, the more that we can respect each other's opinions and also understand that we can all have different opinions, mm -hmm you know, the better off our world's going to be. And especially yes. if this is what this life thing is about, we're just supposed to, you know, love one, one another and respect one another. And, and we're getting there. And listen and, <laughs> right. and, and honor, you know, like honor. right now, Kirsten, I mean, we honor your journey. Yes. It oh. looks so different than both of ours, but I am, mm -hmm. I'm just so thankful that you've shared it with us and, and that you, I mean, you've kind of gone through your own you know, mm -hmm. putting yourself out there and, and, you know, you know what that's like. I mean, we're, I we're do. doing it in a different way, but we're <laughs> definitely putting ourselves out there. Um, and it's scary, you know, it, it is, it is, it, yeah. I don't know. Well, you know, I, I just think off. you're incredibly brave. I honestly do. And I know, um, you know, I was really pleased to understand that there was a movement of deconstructionists, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Karen talked to me about what, she was going through and then in writing the book and then learning about choir. I love it that you're going to have a book coming out on choir, Leslie. Like I'm so yes. excited to read it. 
I just mm-hmm. think that it's so authentic and so vulnerable. And that's, that's where you touch people just being real about be our journey. So thank yeah, you. Just be you. Don't just try be to you. be something that you're not just to check a box or to go with the flow. Like, mm-hmm. I think that there we're finding there are people who want to learn and grow from your journey. And right. so that's, thank you for sharing it with us today. Oh, we appreciate thank it. Thank you for having so, me on. Oh, please. Are you kidding me? I feel so honored. And speaking of your journey, how can people get in contact with you and find out more about what you're doing? Sure. Okay. So you can go to my website, which is kirstenhathcock.com. So it's K-I-E-R-S-T-E-N Hathcock, H-A-T-H-C-O-C-K, dot com. I'm also on all the social medias and it's pretty much the same. It's my name, but you can get there from from my website as well. And then Little Voices is in audiobook format. I actually narrated it, which was great. And thanks to Blackstone Publishing and then Postal Press and Simon and Schuster for the print version of Little Voices. And it's out oh, there awesome. wherever you buy books. Well, and we'll put links in the show notes so that way if there's just one place you can find all thank of you. Kirsten's websites and book and everything and thank you so much for joining us today. Karen, did you have anything more you wanted to to add? This was beautiful. Thank you, Kirsten. I love you so much. I know. You too. I love you. Thank you so much for having me, both of you. Yeah, of course. And we will see you next time on Honoring the Journey. Thanks for honoring Kirsten Hathcock's journey with us today. 